Kodama. Hello and welcome to the Saladcast on Saturday the 13th of July 2019. I'm your host Dan Train. Joining me today, Zachary Burgess. Oh shit, it's Saturday. And Robert Kemp. Are you Lardama or Beer Dharma? Alright, now I remember what that is a reference to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely more of a Lardama. You reckon? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I think I'm rocking beard dharma and la dharma that, and like, like, like <laughs> in equal, in equal measure. measures. Yeah, yeah. La dharma must have had facial hair though. So <laughs> he, he did, <laughs> less, yeah. but less. Yeah, less than beard dharma. No, maybe I am on the la dharma side just because I'm a bit grayer. Started uh, watching a little bit of Battlestar with my uh, flatmate. He's never yeah. seen it before. I only watched the first, well, watched the miniseries and now we've watched Oh, but that, that first two, proper episodes. episode is like the best. 33? Yeah. Oh, it's so good. So good. Yeah, it's really good. I mean... Like, you're like, oh, it's all downhill from here. Pretty much, but like, <laughs> well, don't tell him that though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it kind of is in some ways, but there's some good stuff in the first, what, three, two... Two, three I know I like it all. Yeah, in its own crazy. Way. I never liked the last season. I mean, but... it goes it goes mad. Yeah. But Those kind of things always get done towards the end. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. how do we wrap up this story? But we don't really want to wrap it up because we keep thinking we're going to, get to make another series, so we'll never actually properly end anything. Well, they constantly got... leave cliffhangers and rewrites. Endings always feel rushed, don't they? In these things, yeah. like... they got double screwed there because there was that writer strike. Yeah, I think that's what ruined it. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure I've said this before that like if you if you ever get round to watching the the feature length not really a movie episode that is the end of Farscape. Right. That right. only came out in America because okay. that's how much of a rush job it was. Right. That thing is a fucking disaster if you try and because of how fast it has to tie up all the fucking loose ends that they right. left <laughs> through that whole series. There's some spin off like uh um like feature um episodes of Battlestar Galactica that are unbelievably terrible. There's one called The Plan. That's one of the worst the things I've ever seen. Yeah, it's yeah, like I a, haven't seen those. It's almost like a clip show, almost. Huh. Like, it has that guy, uh, you know, in the later seasons, there's that priest guy who's a... Oh, yeah. Spoiler alert. Oh, actually... Perhaps I shouldn't. <laughs> no. Yeah. no, not for your flat. Unless your flatmate listens to this. Uh, yeah. Well, I think the fact yeah. that you just said spoiler that probably gave away what the spoiler was. What the spoiler was. Well, <laughs> if you know what what the whole thing of Battlestar is, then you could probably work that out. But never mind. Anyway, anyway, you, you find out be. that straight away, don't you? When it, when introduced to that guy, it's not like there's anyway. Yeah. Blah. Uh, anyway, it's an episode with him like uh, interspersing between the events of the series and and. and sort of supposedly planning things that were clearly not planned. Right. Yeah. yeah. A, a, a weird retcon for some reason. It's called The Plan because there's always that that text at the start, which is like, oh, the Cylons, they they have a plan. They have a plan. And it's like, no, they don't. Oh, it's <laughs> well, yeah, the plan that, is just to kill everyone. Yeah, the plan yeah. is kill everyone. And they do quite well at that at the, at the start. I mean, yeah, that was the reveal, wasn't it? Yeah. That they, they don't know what they're doing. Yeah, <laughs> really. Exactly. They're about as lost as everyone else. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, which was good. Yeah, I guess. It was neat. That was cool. Yeah, it was a good show. I was watching, uh, I've been watching The Orville with uh, John and Vanessa. Oh, right, yeah. Like, because they suggested it, or John suggested it. Is that the... It's the Seth MacFarlane, Seth, uh, yeah, that's like, it. Star Trek parody? Although it's not. It's Galaxy Quest. Kind of, yeah. It's kind of galaxy. Just, just without Tim Allen. Yeah, 
But it, it gets to the point where there's, there's not even that many jokes and it's basically just rip off TNG. Hmm. Um, well, that could be all right. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Because compared to, because Star Trek Discovery is so different to like 80s or 60s Star Trek. Mm. Like it's like a modern show with, you know, arcs and insane spectacular special effects and all of the mm. stuff. And it's quite far away from what Star Trek traditionally was. Mm. And the Orville is like basically just it's such a close pastiche of TNG. It might as well just be TNG, but not as well done. Mm-hmm, right. <laughs> um, but the thing is... I mean, that, it hasn't got Patrick Stewart. So that's yeah. the thing. Well, it's got Seth MacFarlane as Patrick, as as the captain, which he doesn't have as much gravitas as Patrick Stewart, let's face it. But he's a little bit... His face is a little bit Kirk-like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's okay. It, it, it's sort of funny in places, but it, yeah, it's not too bad. But <laughs> you've got a Kirkish face, Kirkish. <laughs> um, but uh, the thing is that I don't think John and Vanessa have ever actually seen that actual Star Trek. So oh, I, right. I, they're someone, watching someone... it, enjoying it, and I'm like, "This is just knockoff. Like, it, what should, we should watch some actual Star Trek." Yeah, why, why don't we go back and actually watch some TNG? Yeah, so I made <laughs> I made John watch one and. Um, last time finally one episode of cng yeah. uh and he was like oh yeah the writing is just insanely better in mm-hmm. tng yeah so that's why it's quite hard to watch the orville because mm. it's like if you actually know star trek so it's, it's just like that's weird. better yeah. yeah it's kind of weird it, it, it would make more sense if it was funnier yeah, so it's not okay. That's the surprising thing to me. I yeah. thought I thought it would lean hard on the comedy side. It, it's not. Huh. It's not as funny as like Galaxy Quest or something. Interesting. It's mm. definitely much more kind of straightforward than I expected. It's mm. kind of weird. Anyway, yeah, give it a try. I think I'm basically echoing what what Red Letter Media guys said about it. To be honest, but uh, that's because it's true. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. TV. Watching Stranger Things? I Did never, ever watch I never watched the first two because I don't have Netflix. I never watched, oh, the, okay, watched yeah. the first two. Yeah, it's a fully Netflix show. Yeah. You should probably watch the first series as well if you fancy it. Second one wasn't as good, but this latest one is a bit better, but you really don't need to watch beyond the first one. Yeah. I remember people saying it's like it works fairly standalone. So. Yeah, it's totally standalone. Yeah. So I, 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 the only show I've really sort of finished, wrap, I wrapped up recently was the second series of The Tick. Oh yeah, and uh, those those shows are odd. Like they're paced, as I think I said said Amazon, on the cast right? before. Yeah, about the first one, and that they're paced strange, and I don't think they ever hit their stride particularly. It's like it doesn't quite have that flow right, like right, all the balance yeah. between comedy and serious act. Like it's yeah, it's always clearly bonkers, but some of it doesn't. Some of it lands, and then a lot of it doesn't. Or the jokes are so far apart that it seems a bit strange. Who's in um, it? Is it Peter Serafinovich? Serafinovich is the is the okay. tick. Yeah, That's there's not a lot good. of other famous faces and things. Right. It's, it's just it's kind of his bag. Right, kind of. he leads the charge on that, right. and, he, and he is very good at that role. But it's like they they don't play into his stupidity enough. They don't, oh, okay. They, they play into Arthur's neuroses far too much, and it's like yeah, the balance has always been off. But I did kind of enjoy it because of because of its stupidity in a way because it's dumb. Um. And yeah, I, like it ends in a really bizarre place. That's like, oh, they're clearly setting up for some other weird stuff to happen next season. That's not going to come because mm. it got kept. <laughs> so it's like, oh. Then they end. They end pretty well. Yeah, you know, it's just like it's not as. I remember the cartoon being properly random. 
like a bit like <laughs> yeah a, but that's the trouble it's like do you really remember it though uh, yeah it's like you watch like earthworm jim or something well earthworm jim is still like even go like when i the few times i've managed to find an episode and go back to earthworm jim everyone jim still works for me it's it's random as it's great yeah um or salmon racks the same. Oh, the Sam Max cartoon was never no it all that good. It wasn't that good. It had a the problem with Sam and Max is it has a really lofty position to to, to try and you know reach, and, it, and no, no no other form other than that original game has ever quite got there. Whereas Earth of Jim was just like, oh, there's nothing really to go on here. Let's just, <laughs> I mean, there's crazy. there's a lot of characters. Let's make some stuff up. <laughs> yeah, but then, then they made up some weird stuff. Which sometimes works. Nutlog! <laughs> See, this is the thing. You remember, like, the one thing, but then you don't remember all the other times oh, yeah. it was bullshit. No, I remember Peter's... Like, I, I think I remember nothing but the bullshit. Like, like, like um, Peter's hatred of Haggis. Or every character's hatred of Haggis. But that's the same as the, the heart, basically. The heart. Yeah, <laughs> the same joke. A liver of a sheep. Boiled in its own stomach. Or the fact that they always end up at the same restaurant doing dishes. Or... Yeah, but th- how many times does that happen? That happened quite a lot. <laughs> I don't know if it th- does happen that much. I heard that Rocco's Modern Life was coming back for a special. I, d- I did hear that, yeah. <laughs> Rocco's Modern that was, that was a weird show. That was weird. Yes, that, that was, was kind of, But that was, that was like way. a... Yeah, that was like a uh, gateway Ren and Stimpy. <laughs> yep. Yeah, like, kind of. It wasn't as insane as Ren and Stimpy. It wasn't as gross, no, no. But it was... I remember like there was the whole episode about biting your nails or something and they're making fun of him because he can't pick up coins from a table because he's got no nails because he's bitten them off yeah and it's like and then, and the, and then the occasional like not as frequent but they did i think it occasionally had that sort of like creepy super detailed still yeah. like they did in Ren and Stimpy, did every yeah. now and then and you're just like <laughs> that was great this yeah i guess there you can't do something like ren and Stimpy now because of the internet right i mean i guess now it's just you know um Rick and Morty or something, but it's not clearly not for children. That so there's no yeah. like there's no like grey area. I don't know if you could do a gross. Out. Well, it was yeah. more more gross out, wasn't it? Yeah. than anything else like that show. And it's like nothing's really lent into that. <laughs> or since. has it? How would we know? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe you're right. Yeah, but, maybe you're right. But I don't know. Every kids show I've seen kids watch recently just strikes me as some kind of like flash animation borderline internet humor this moves at even too fast a pace for me to keep up with kind of show like they don't there's, oh. there's, there's something wrong with modern kids tv i don't know it doesn't doesn't doesn't, doesn't <laughs> maybe it's, it's just too fast for me mate you, yeah you i'm getting, getting old yeah getting you're getting old, old. You can't watch it but i don't know it's like i, I don't know I, I i'm of the older generation where i really do believe kids tv used to be better <laughs> i really do every generation probably feels like yeah that. yeah I mean, I don't know. Adventure Time is really good. That's done. That's sure? over now. But yeah, yeah, that was very good. I had the random factor for sure. Yeah. But then, um, is that kind of it? Like, well, everyone loves ponies. Yeah. Well, yeah, like that. <laughs> Friendship back. is magic. What? What is it now? Is there something else? That was ages ago, wasn't it? <laughs> it's still going on. Oh yeah, yeah it never ends. What was the um? I suppose it was a yeah, it was, uh, there was 
I can't remember the name of it, but there was one with just like the the horse that has seen the universe or something, and is like zoned out the entire time because he knows everything. And I can't remember what it was called, but it was really good. It was like a, I think it was like an internet only like series of like ten minute shorts or something, but it was like a kids cartoon, but kind of not. And it was like yeah, it was, it was brilliant. But I can't remember the name of it now. The horse who's seen everything. Yeah, there's there's, there's a, like the second season just has a horse that's like sit, like sit that has seen the universe in its entirety and it's like it's blown his mind basically so he's in a permanent right. like catatonic state just going like, <laughs> like, in, like the uh, what's it in Hitchhiker's Guide the total perspective vortex mm. <laughs> something like yeah. that yeah oh that's gonna bug me though it was, it was really good though I don't know how I'm gonna search for a horse that's seen everything <laughs> you might get it from that <laughs> <laughs> that might it's, be it's like it's a kind of boring ass name, like like legendary guardians or something. It was like it was a yeah, that fairly generic name, like something that might have happened. What on earth was that that just went past? It was like, it's like, like it was just like some kind of motorized mini scooter with, with like an electric bell, a little bell little little ding dong, little doorbell attached to it. <laughs> Okay, a search for horse that's seen everything comes up with think you've seen everything in horse racing or horses that have seen better days. Oh, maybe stick some quotation marks. Yeah, <laughs> it's always the trick. You've been watching anything, Zeg? What do you like? Like, what do you like to play? Pokemon? No, <laughs> Pokemon. What? What? What have I been watching in yeah. general? Yeah, like you, you someone literally play. asked me this the other day, where it's like, "What yeah. do you watch on YouTube?" And I was like, "I don't even know." Yeah, I know. <laughs> can I, know. I possibly but... even describe what I watch on YouTube? Yeah, I don't think I can. It's like smash highlights. Uh, just this morning, I was watching videos of lock picking. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> what learning how to? No, it's not really learning how to do it. It's just like there's this. Well, here we go into specific channels, but this it's this guy who's. He calls himself the lockpicking lawyer, and that, I assume that does mean he's actually literally oh, yeah, a lawyer. Yeah, I think as I've well. even heard of this. Also, but like he just he sort of reviews locks via the act of picking them. Being right. like, how easy is it to totally destroy this lock? Oh, quite easy. <laughs> what happens when it's a good lock? He is still it? destroys them. <laughs> he's right. just that good. Amazing. I can't remember what else. I mean, you know. Lots of random bits of games that I play that I watch people also play. It's mm. like here's some other people playing Factorio, and so it's mainly like games based. Well, yeah, sure. I mean, <laughs> pretty much. Something I what I watch that's not exactly game based, apart from lock picking. Apparently, maybe the occasional sideshow or something. Get some random science news going on. What's in what's latest in science news? I'm trying to remember what the last one of those I watched was. Something about space. <laughs> oh, space. I think I watched I watched a recap of like taking the black hole photo and stuff. Oh yeah, that was really cool. Where was that black hole? It was M eighty seven. M eighty seven. The galaxy. Right. Yeah. I thought they were going to get a picture of the one in the middle of. Well, they want to, the but there's way. a lot of shit in the way. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> it's the classic problem with the center of the galaxy. There's too much galaxy in the way. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're on the edge of it. Yeah, you're looking, dire- edge, di- you're looking directly along the plane it. where everything yeah. is. Stuff in the way. 
stuff in the way. Oh, I can't find this thing. Oh, disappointing. I'm really annoyed. Rob's yeah. Googling has failed. Yeah. That's going to bother me now because I'm going to want to watch it again. <laughs> okay. Should we move on to games? <laughs> I guess. I guess. Or news, anyway. News. What's been going on in the world? Of games. Of games. <laughs> Since this is a podcast about video news. games. News games. Game news, in fact. What's going on? Tell me about it. You, I'm in the dark. Well, should we start with uh, Nintendo? <laughs> I guess. Since it seems to be the big news, even though it's not really. Yeah. It was like, it was the biggest news, but it's still like barely news. <laughs> yeah. So, evidently, they've, they've, everyone's been waiting for a new SKU or two for the but Nintendo for Switch. And they announced one. And it's called the Nintendo Switch Lite, which is not really a surprise. Oh, no, it makes sense. DS Lite and all that. DS Lite and all that. And that's kind of what it seems to be, is like... The 2DS of the Switch. A DDS, uh, sorry, and a DS replacement, basically. Well, yeah. It's a Switch that is, like, ruggedized and cheaper and and smaller and and designed specifically... No detachable Joy-Cons. No. (laughs) So it can't actually switch. And they can't make the noise. You can't click. Yeah, well, that's true. You can't do that. But it must be dockable, right? Four handheld. Nope. No, is it not it dockable? Isn't. It isn't anything. It isn't. Well, actually, I guess I don't know if it is. It's not. Well, where do you plug the cable in though? Because it's the same socket, right? To plug the charge cable in is the dock port. But hmm. they say specifically that it won't go on a TV. Hmm. Okay, I guess if it's yeah. like if the, if like the software doesn't then shunt the sing- signal out through that port, I guess that would make sense. Yeah. So it doesn't do that. Uh, yeah. The fixed uh, controls, so not detachable Joy Cons. Uh, they the buttons on the left one are, are replaced with a D pad. Right? <laughs> Why do they keep doing that? Yeah. I don't know. Decide one way or the other whether you want buttons or a D pad, and then just have it on the. I mean, it's, it's, it, it makes it tricky for developers because you know, they've got to do the thing where it's like, well, we've got to detect what console. Well, not on, really and... though, because even the buttons on the Switch still have the little triangle arrows, so you just use that as the icon. Oh, it I doesn't guess. matter what kind of circle it's in. I don't think it it doesn't have gyro or not the... They haven't said if it has gyro. They said it doesn't have HD rumble and it doesn't have the IR sensor. Yeah, so those They haven't specifically said whether it has gyro or not. You would assume it would have to because games have motion controls in them. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But probably not, you know... not Certainly not independent gyros because they're attacked. It's just one unit. Um, No HD rumble. No, no HD rumble. Um... But will there be any rumble? So I suppose for me, the question is, like, how much cheaper is it? Well, they announced the price, didn't they? Did they? It's $200, I think. It's not that cheap. It's cheaper. Yeah. How much cheaper? What's the... It's like 300 isn't it, for for regular Right, that is quite a lot cheaper, I suppose. And so, I mean, it's what I kind of thought, which is that my thing has always been, like, they've got to replace the DS or the handheld because... You know, because no one's going to make games for it any the, longer. Well, there's no the, the low end market isn't being covered. They're not being covered, yeah. and and my thing was always like, if you've got a family with a bunch of kids, they're all you don't want to buy them switches. Yeah, like not the big switch. Anyway. No, they all want their own Game Boy, which would be fair enough. But uh, or DS. In fairness, if they're that young, they'll they'll be happy with a DS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there is no DS. It's gone. So. All there is is Switch, and so they made a Switch that could be bought in that capacity. You still, still buy DSs, they're just not putting out new games for it. Yeah, And then but... the library's so big, and your kids are too dumb, they won't know. 
Yeah, they're going to... Unless kids start talking to each other and be like, we played this new thing. Well, I, I, I think, think nowadays, time. <laughs> with, with the power of iPads and whatnot, you can, the, the people looking at the DS will be like, man, this is actually shit. <laughs> well, true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's why why they've got this, I suppose. Which kind of makes sense to me, even though it's kind of like, meh. Well, um, I mean, it wasn't news for us anyway. No. Because we all have switches. <laughs> yeah, it's not news for us. It's not a better or... or... Or if you want to go in the opposite direction with the news and be like, this is a bad thing, how are you going to replace the shitty sticks when they break? <laughs> Inevitably. Because right. they're attached to the system now. You can't just buy replacement Joy-Cons. <laughs> Doesn't seem like a bad thing. It just seems like a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you were right. There's no, no dock support. Yeah, so you can't switch. Just confirmed. There is no switch in the switch in the switch light. Yeah, but there's still. I mean, they could make another SKU, but they. I thought they'd announce two at once, like, like a, a pro one and a and a and a light one. So so did everyone else. But I, I feel I, like I still, I still don't feel like the pro one is necessary. Well, yeah. I feel like they're waiting longer on the pro one because it seems like it's too soon still. Yeah, yeah probably. Even though it's been three years. Probably you're right. <laughs> yeah. So we've been. I suppose it would be yeah, coming a while now. Yeah, I guess. So, that's Nintendo news. Yep. I don't think there's any other Nintendo news. No. Super Mario Maker well, 2 is doing want, well. Unless you want to talk about Pokemon, which is tangentially Nintendo news, I guess. Not really. Come on then, what's new in Pokemon? Well, the controversy of the national decks has been continuing. Oh, yes. What, is this literally just the fact that the new Pokemon game doesn't have all the Pokemon? Yeah, Is that all it is? Yeah. Why are they calling it national decks? I know Because that. that's what the term is for the whole... When you have the whole... You have the regional decks, which is the Pokemon in that game, and then the national decks is all of them, which in most games is also in that game. Wait, so are they applying that so far Pokemon has only happened in one nation? Well, it's... I guess it's a shortening of the international. <laughs> oh, but that you can't, some, even though that does make sense, that doesn't make sense. But that's why regional is the smaller one than right. the national. National decks, unless in the Pokemon world it is all one country. I guess that's never specifically been said. They the whole region. world is united, man. Yeah, but it's kind of clear that one country is supposed to be Japan. Yeah, but that's just part. It's a yeah. region of that yeah, one big nation. country. Like, yeah. But there are regions that are connected, like the first two regions. Yeah, right? but they're still regions. Doesn't necessarily yeah. mean they couldn't be the same country, but it would make sense that those the regions that are connected, like from Gold and Silver, the Kanto and Johto or whatever, they're in the same nation. Yeah, but you could have you could have countries that aren't specifically on the same land. I sort of forgotten they did that. Yeah, in Gold and Silver, that was yeah, badass. it was you ridiculous. Had the entire original, <laughs> yeah, uh, map. for that age, yeah, it was awesome. That was badass. It was so cool. Yeah. And we've included the entire previous game. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. What? But that's been continuing. But except now, like, initially I didn't care. I said at the time, this first game up, I was like, I don't care about that. I, I'm fine with them only being a certain number of Pokemon in this new game <laughs> for various reasons. It's fine. They're getting to the point where they've got so many. Like, I'm actually more of a fan of them doing what they did with the Alolan stuff than I am them just constantly introducing brand new ones. I, I, like the variants, I think, are kind of cool. Yeah. Although those aren't in it either. <laughs> no, so, which, I, know, which I find baffling. It's like, why is, drop that idea? The Alolan idea was good. This is where it's, where the, where I start caring slightly is that now now the National Debt's controversy has sort of expanded to be like the, the Game Freak are just lazy controversy, where it's just like it's Rob's favourite thing about Pokemon, how shitty the animations are. Right. And they're still that bad, except now they're just trying to cover them up with particle effects, essentially. They're not at, they're not near They are. Bad. You haven't seen them. 
because they're hidden yeah. behind all those particle effects, but it's still like the same. The Pokemon have like two different attack animations: one for physical, one for special attacks. And they do they do their stupid like they just jiggle the model around to simulate <laughs> different moves. Well, they just sort of like a dog will just sort of like jump a bit. Yeah. Exactly, and then, and then something will come out their face. It is still like that. It's just more mass behind all the particle effects. But they have like hurt animations as well. Okay, they have free animations. <laughs> why can't they just put in the work? They've got enough money. Exactly. That's why everyone's saying now. And it, like, it's, yeah, but it's hundreds of characters. Yeah, but except less now. Were... It's not seven hundred any longer. We're back down to like hundred. Yeah, no, that's uh, why they're doing it though. That's what you would assume yeah. though. You would but, assume but, that the reason but, there's less Pokemon is that they're taking more time to put the work in, but they're yeah. not really still. You reckon, from what we've seen. From what we've seen. Mm. And just, if, like, people have been... Now that there's been a bit of a, you know, space in time where they people have had time to get off the hype train somewhat and look at the footage more critically, it's like, this doesn't actually look that good. Like, the world and stuff. It's like, these textures are kind of yeah. shitty. It's a clearly a DS yeah, when... game, isn't it? Well, yeah, so it's, not, it's not a huge bump up from the last one, is it? It's this thing. I, I think we saw that in that that last major reveal where they're wandering around the uh, like the open area, yeah, right. And you're sort of looking at it, going, "This looks right." And you specifically said that water is rubbish. Yeah, the water yeah. water effect is especially bad. Yeah, but even just like, oh, look at this tree trunk. That just looks like garbage texture. <laughs> yeah, it's looking a bit. It's looking dated. So people are now starting to include that in the controversy, where it's just like this is. You've 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 theoretically made less Pokemon to give yourself more time to work on the rest of the game, except where? Mm. <laughs> in the money. <laughs> That's where. We've given us more time in the money. Like we're just gonna make more None of that sentence made much sense, but you know. <laughs> So yeah, that's that's what's been going on with Pokemon. People have been continuing to be vaguely annoyed to the point where it's now just like just delay it. Except that's not going to happen. They now, as soon as you've got a release date that has a specific day, that's it. That's, that's <laughs> Nintendo that's won't fixed. delay it to that point. Yeah, no, it's fixed. They've got to put put it out. They're um. Uh, they're, they're a big enough company where it's like, well, their forecast now depends on this. Well, the so trouble it's... is that like people think of Game Freak as being big, but they're not really that big. And also, they're actually also working on another fucking game at the same time, that Towns game. Town. Towns. Is it called Towns now? <laughs> no, that's just what I called it. Towns. Okay, yeah. Hope for Towns. Okay, help for the town of Towns. Yep. But they were also working on that at the same time, and Game Freak is only like 150 people, so they're not gigantic. I mean, they're not indie, but... <laughs> How many people? 150, supposedly. Well, they're getting on for AAA size at that point, but... Well, not quite. Yeah. Was it worth what, what three hundred is your average? Yeah. Ish triple A. Fifty percent A and a half. <laughs> yeah, but like, you know, that's that's pretty big for it's most. It's pretty game big, studios. but it's still like not and also they're they're still like technically an independent company, kind of. Kind of. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Ninty really drive what they do with their games particularly. So they might not. They also might not have as much direct support from Nintendo. I guess Nintendo might be like leaving them to their own business. Oh, I bet if they wanted support, Ninty would go. Yeah, sure, probably. It's like you, you're a. They'd be mad not to. They're a huge money spinner for Nintendo. So it's 
So maybe the, the, the two go hand so maybe, in hand. Maybe we're now back to the like, maybe the pig one company has bad management and they haven't realised how much of a bad job they're currently doing. No, they're just they're just doing what a lot of Japanese game developers do when they're onto a good thing. And like, yeah, I'm, and to be fair, most game developers are like it's not just Japanese. It's just sometimes a bit more obvious to see in Japanese games where they they find a good thing and they stick to it. Right? You only have to look at. Yakuza, I suppose, is a good, or you know, that's that series. It's like, yeah, okay, it's a, it has evolved, but the game isn't that all that different now from what it was in two thousand five. Sure, at its core, and it's a, uh, you know, it's just a thing they do. They like, and Ubisoft did that with Assassin's Creed for God knows how long until they finally decided to do like a fairly big. You know, bigger revamp of it. It's just, just how sequels work, man. Yeah, but and this, it sucks. This was clearly the chance for them to do it, though. This was the moving moment to the yeah. switch. You've got a big boy console now. Yeah, do something. But then, the, maybe that was the trouble, of course. Where it's like they weren't experienced with. I mean, yeah, you might techniques. be right. You might be right. It might just be that it's just too new to them. Like that's like they don't have the staff to deal with this particular problem. And they they kind of also backed themselves into a corner by when Pokemon Go was coming out, announcing that the real one was coming. Even at that point, that was too much commitment. If they if they hadn't have said that, or if they said that even more vaguely than they did, rather than having to say it to stop people being pissed off about Pokemon Go, if they hadn't have sort of given themselves like, at that point being like, okay, so it has to come out within like a two year window, essentially. Mm. If they'd been allowed to have that be delayed more, that might have helped them, possibly. Today, when you're talking to a couple months here and there, it's not going to make a huge amount yeah, of Yeah, but they could have done a much bigger delay if they wanted. I mean, it's Pokemon. Yeah, they probably could have. But it's been a Especially while. as they put out Pokemon Go, and that game was perfectly fine for what it was. When did the last one? Was it Ultra Sun and Moon? Yeah. When did, when did that come out? That must have been. Is it two years ago now? More than well, maybe more than that, because we were talking. Because originally we thought it was going to be Pokemon Stars, and it was going to be on Switch, and that was just before the launch of the Switch. Yeah, that was when that rumor started flying. So it must have been about two years ago when it actually came out as Ultra Sun and Moon. Yeah, and that doesn't technically count as a new game, of course. That's just like the third version of the sure. Sun and Moon, except there's two of them. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Well, it's the the the, the the first revision of the Sun and Moon games. Yeah. Let's call it that. Yeah. Yeah. I can see why. I can, I can, I can, okay, the Pokedex thing I don't agree with. I think it's fine to cut the number, whatever, but I can see why people are like, just like, hey, you should have done more. Yeah. I, I get that bit. And also, this was in the trailer that just came out for it as well, because they I mean, you get the hype going, I suppose. They're releasing yeah. trailers. They showed another two of the gym leaders. Oh, yeah. Except... People are quite happy about one of them, aren't they? Like, the the, the, the girl? Well, like, I people... Because sure. the internet? Yeah, because people, like... <laughs> but, like, the, what they... The trouble with what... No, wait, that you're thinking of the uh, water gym. That was before that. Oh, was it? That was the E3 trailer. Oh, okay. There was another two gym leaders after that that got released in this newer trailer. But the trouble is that when they showed each of these two gym leaders, it had the icon for sword on one of them and the icon for shield on the other. 
So now we're thinking maybe oh, the, gyms the gyms are specific are to the games. Oh, weird. Well, that's, that's is maybe not people are not that happy about that. Oh, I don't know. I think that's interesting. That's another reason for the two ver- versions yeah, to but exist. You'll notice the thing about different Pokemon being in different versions is you can trade them between the versions. That was yeah. the, always the if, idea, right? if a gym leader is different in different versions, there's no way to cross that over. Well, unless I, mean, I guess there in, could theoretically yeah, be a way to cross that over. But. It could unlock in post-game. There you go. I think that's a fairly high possibility of it being a post game. Like, oh, now you can go do these other, do the flip side. Maybe, but then, I mean, then the question is, like, how does that fit into the world, I guess? Like, if the, if you just have these two different versions of the same world, but the gym leaders are mysteriously different (laughs) in each version. I mean, maybe the story (laughs) revolves around, like, the sword and and shield clans of (laughs) this region or whatever. And it's like you're in your bat, you're training in as part of one clan. Yeah, but it would be the same region. And in the end, in the end, unless they actually. But that's what I mean, you're training as one clan in this region. And then at the end, it's like you unite the clans and they become one or something. And then you can. Because like a sword and shield works well together. Yeah, but so then, <laughs> then you're the, the then the idea would Braveheart. be that, <laughs> pretty much. Then the idea would be Freedom. that you'd have to have like a separate set of gyms that you never go to in the main story, except it would be too different. Just like where the, where are these other gyms? Sure, hmm. are they just do it because like I assume a... I assume the way it's going to work is that it will just be the gym of that town will just be different in the different versions for no apparent reason at all even though it's the exact same place in the same world so all the gyms just are like Castlevania they can go upside down and then <laughs> oh and also the other thing that came out of that video Gigantamaxing wait there's an even bigger version of Dynamaxing you get even bigger Gigantamax. Except it's it's Gigantish. more it's more like combining Dynamaxing and Mega Revolutions. Oh, I see. It, like it changes their form and they get big. Mm. <laughs> get big, Gigantamax. Right. Well, that explains why. Well, it vaguely explains why really, like the word Dynamax was like chosen if they had something else. In <laughs> something mind. even bigger. Yeah, they needed a slightly bigger word to yeah. fit after that. I think that's what it's called. Or Giga- no, it's not Gigamax. Gigamax. That would be too obvious. <laughs> Bigamax. But yeah, that that is, again, because people were sort of annoyed about Dynamaxing being kind of boring, which is like, they just get big. Hmm. <laughs> and by that point, it had been kind and of the, known the, that, that Zed moves and Mega Revolutions and all the other Alolan forms and all that stuff weren't in. Yeah. So people were like, just getting big is boring. So oh, now apparently we kind of have Mega Revolutions again, but different. <laughs> yeah. And larger maxing. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's a, like, the strategy doesn't seem all that entertaining either, right? Because if they get big, your other guy has to get big. Really? Well, or are they just going to get knocked out immediately by Dynamax? Well, I don't know. From what we've seen of those battles, it doesn't seem like the Dynamax moves do massively more damage. I mean, they do more, but like, <laughs> not like it will just one hit kill literally everything that's not Dynamax. Right. Some some moves will be survivable. So why do they have to get so big? <laughs> Find out in the story. <laughs> why is it? Why is it? Why is it so big? Why is his hat so big? Why is his hat so big? <laughs> Lethal League Blaze just came out on Switch yesterday. Did it? And the other consoles. Excellent. 
Apparently, there's a demo as well. Yeah. So maybe people will be more interested. Demo should be. Check that game out. It's it's pretty good. It's a good time. Yep. So it's Pokemon news. Yeah, it's Pokemon news. Any more? Any more news? Any more news for news? Do you want to take us through that G2A stuff then, Zach? Because I don't know the story. I guess. It's a dumb, ridiculous series of events to do with GTA. So do you know what GTA is first, I guess? So are they like the back of a van game sales site or something? Kind of. Like, I don't, I don't, I've never quite understood. I mean, they're just a key reseller, right? basically. So they're like CD keys, but even shadier. Yeah, <laughs> yes, but even shadier. There's been a lot of previous controversies over the years of various situations of GTA fairly obviously probably selling stolen keys and right. credit card fraud keys, that kind of stuff. Okay. So already people didn't like it very much for, for those obvious reasons. Mm. But then, so what happened, I guess, at the start of this fortnight, it would have been somewhere around then, an indie game developer discovered that G2A had bought Google adverts for his game on G2A. So if you searched his game on G2- on Google, the first result was the Google advert for his game on G2A. Except he never gave them permission to sell his game. And, oh, wow. And all those keys were clearly stolen because he could, he could trace them himself. Wow. And so he, he made a Twitter post where it was like, don't buy my shit off G2A. Literally pirating it, pirating it, yeah, pirating it is better for me than you buying it on G2A because then I don't have to deal with like credit card chargebacks when the keys get cancelled. Right. <laughs> wow. That's bad. So then that brought various other indie developers out of the woodwork to be like, yeah, just please just pirate our stuff if you're considering buying it. If you don't want to buy it from somewhere else and you only care about G2A, pirate our stuff instead, please. It's actually less work. Yeah. So We're not going to see any of this money. Yeah. So then G2A went on the defensive and were like, you just don't... Uh, their classic... I don't think that this is a current quote, but it was a classic quote from one of the previous controversies that they said, where, like, people just don't understand our business model. <laughs> our somewhat questionably legal business model. <laughs> I mean, where... Yeah, it just begs the question, where are they getting these from? Like, like, how can they defend themselves without revealing where their keys come from? Yeah. And then, so that led to a whole series of other fit, back and forth Sometimes on Twitter, but sometimes you know, corporate posts about like G2A being like, "Oh, if you if you can prove that these keys are stolen for a neutral third party re- like <laughs> analysis, then we'll we'll cancel these keys and give you ten times of the money back." And it's like, yeah, that's gonna fucking work for anyone, isn't it? Yeah, how are you gonna prove that? I guess yeah, through an independent audit- auditor or whatever. And I mean, then and then so then eventually it came to this possibly the worst part where. Various journalism type websites. I can't remember which one was the one that actually whistle blew this or whatever. I think it might have been Game Informer. GTA sent emails to various websites saying, please print this completely non biased article that we wrote for you to post on your website about GTA. <laughs> And it's just like, oh, I'm wow. pretty sure that's a very bad thing to be saying. No one's going to do that. <laughs> No one of integrity is going to do that. Nope. <laughs> so, yeah. And then that immediately got called out. And then G2A were like, that wasn't us. That was a rogue employee who sent those emails. Oh, man. <laughs> As you do. A rogue employee. I mean, Brilliant excuse. I mean, it could have been, I yep. guess. But 
But how would you ever know? It's a bad look. Man. Alright. G2AS. Shady. It continued to be shady. Yep. It's like, it does pull into question... The problem with like this is like does it does does it mean all key sellers are bad like CD keys for instance who I've used plenty of times yeah for, for, because you get a tiny percentage of Steam top up vouchers mm-hmm. so I'll do that <laughs> as a way of like like oh I can get like four pounds off a fifty pound Steam credit or something it's not not insignificant but something I think with um, maybe with the Steam cards it's marginally safer. Because like because there's got to be a margin in it well, for sure. people to sell the cards. Right? Even well, though... I mean, I guess the other angle to the key reselling controversy is that it's a way to bypass regional pricing, basically. Sure. Yeah, people yeah, yeah. use VPN or whatever to buy keys cheap in wherever they're cheap and then sell them at regular price wherever yeah, they're not that. cheap. Because, yeah, places like CD keys and stuff will like, like explicitly say this key will work on accounts for these regions and things like that. So yeah. You can... You could dial in the best price if you want by finding a key from a region that works for you, which is kind of cool. Uh, legality, I'm not quite sure about, even with that stuff. I'm, I'm sure it probably is fine, but it's just like it's a, it's slightly odd. But no, it's yeah, like it is a... I like to think that these key resellers, as I say, are getting hold of the physical copies of key like cards or whatever and stuff like that. Because when they post, like you get the email from, them, it always looks like there's like a fo- like a photo or a photocopy of an actual key. Sure, for those, um, yeah. And then um, <laughs> when it's a game key, that's just like literally just a text file with a string of numbers in it or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's and, not and really I... any accountability on that one. And I hope to think that retailers like that are just taking a huge cut on the margin they make in the hope that the convenience and the lower price is going to bring people in. Mm-hmm. Right? They are they are risking the low margin to get more sales. And uh and 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 yeah, it works for me. <laughs> like, you know, I'm paying less. But well, you haven't, but, but but G2A and they and you know the where they and the, this constant key sourcing contro- controversy, yeah. Like I think tarnishes them all, and it's like it does it does it does raise serious questions about well, like how that how this part of the industry operates. Yeah, I mean, in, literally, I mean, in, in even in the case of CD keys, right, or like ones I consider to be slightly more reputable. It's like there's no guarantee that those cards, the physical cards they got hold of, came from a decent source, right? Well, sure, and that's the other. I mean, that's a slightly different angle of that, but yes, theoretically, those cards could have like fallen off the back of a truck or whatever, yeah, and just fell in, <laughs> in, the, in the balance, and just fell into them and be like, oh, flash sale on <laughs> on this particular thing. Slightly different with physical goods than digital. Yeah, mm. yeah, I think if you actually had a you're selling a physical thing and you can like i think they're actually on one there might be some regulations or like like the 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 publishers of things actually do scrutinize people who suddenly go like deep cuts on this game Hmm. this digital copy of a game and they're like whoa hang on what are you doing um whereas if it's a physical if it's a physical disc i think there's like the onus on the retailer can just sell it to like whatever they want because it's where you get like tesco selling soul caliber for a tenner if you're lucky yeah like (laughs) sort of the problem with the g2a end of it is because it's a reselling site that it's like theoretically you can you know from your steam account you can sell your unwanted gift games which is another problem because gift the gifting system on steam is you know meant to be friends only and all that stuff they've made that worse since they dropped gifts being an inventory thing 
because that actually was kind of useful because you could because of the concept of regifting kind of was easier but the, like the problem or or you could have the question mark which i really loved about steam and that you could buy a game put it in your inventory and say like, and then be like okay I need, i've got some stuff i need to figure out if i'm like if a date specific date happens where they might like where a sale is going to happen, for instance, or the sale is ongoing, and the person you're giving to might have already get like be after it, or someone else might want to get them the game. And I know they try and avoid that now by just saying, if you're trying to give it to this person, then someone else can't. But it's still a bit like I'd quite like, like or if you're like in that mindset where it's like, well, if they don't want it, I'll have it <laughs> instead, but I still want to buy it at the sale price because timing that does seem to and be, it's, be another part of the GTA problem is like the gifting side still exists that you the theoretically you shouldn't be able to just pay someone because that's like it's not like they're your friend and they're just giving that to you directly there's a whole process to go through like shady click on this link <laughs> to initiate a friend transfer request or whatever mm. it's just like this is clearly giving even less lo legal looking by the second because hmm. who knows what bot accounts there are on steam that are harvesting Whatever. Just harvesting. Yep, harvesting. Speaking of Steam, I guess, just to finish up. Yeah. Slight, slight, just reminded me to finish up the story of the disastrous Steam sale. Yeah. Turns out that there was some quite shady business going on with that in, in the end, where, do you remember, you spend money on, on the sale, you get points, mm. and then if you get enough points, you can get a £5 discount. Sure. Right, yeah. Well, so I didn't quite make it in. No. Well, uh, people were like, okay, so obviously, how can we game the system? And it turns out that the, the mark, if you're, if you go to the Steam marketplace where you can buy and sell shit like, for example, Clash Rate Go Keys, if you right. do a, if you do a market trade, that doesn't give you points. But if you go into Counter-Strike and buy keys directly from the Counter-Strike market or Team Fortress, it also works. Mm. If you go into their in-game marketplace and buy keys there, that does give you points. And then you just relist those keys onto the regular market price and essentially get all your money back because you're just reselling them at mostly the same price. In, in Steam, well, you get a chunk of it back in Steam Wallet, right? Yeah. Okay. You get almost, you can get like, they, someone did the maths and it's like, you can get like nearly nine, or you could before the prices all crashed because everyone was doing this. <laughs> right. You could get nearly 90% of your money back from selling the keys back to the, to the market. So you're essentially getting the points at like one tenth of the actual cost of the points. And then you could just grind the vouchers. You had to make some initial investment. Right. But you could actually get more out of it in, in, in the voucher in the costs vouchers. that you did that you initially put in. Interesting. So that was that became that was a problem for a while, but then the key market kind of crashed. But then, arguably, that still doesn't solve the problem because the market will eventually rebound, and then anyone who's hoarding keys can just gradually meter out their keys over the over time, so they theoretically still haven't lost any particular amount of money. They've still lost potentially money. Though. Yeah, like losing ten percent still a thing. Well, but, sure, yeah. but they were paying to get that. <laughs> The, get the vouchers. Yeah, get the vouchers, yeah. And the vouchers are always going to be good, right? Like £5 off or whatever. Well, actually, I don't know how these vouchers work because I've never seen Was it? Was it like, but... a, were they combinable? Like, yeah, what? like, if you, or if you had, I, I would assume that you can't trade them, so they mm. probably are locked to your account, but presumably you could then use that voucher to buy something and trade that away, maybe. 
maybe. I don't actually know how those vouchers work. What, to get actual money? Oh, maybe, but I don't know if you can do that, but I don't think you can actually sell games particularly. Well, unless you can through GTA. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not doing that. Coming back around. Yep. Uh, so yeah, there was this fairly major exploit in the Steam sale for, for the part that mattered and not for grinding points, which there was also an exploit for. If you didn't have enough achievements in your games to fill up your point meter... Just mod Starbound so that sodas are infinitely craftable for free because one of the point-gaining achievements is drink a soda and it doesn't detect whether your game is modded or not. Oh. Uh, uh, <laughs> of course. So people drank a lot of virtual yep. soda. Double hand those sodas. Equip <laughs> them in left Double and right fisting. hand. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. <laughs> but... As I said at the time, the amount of points was so insignificant compared to if you'd regularly played any game on Steam recently. Mm. <laughs> I never used even close to the number of points I had. No, no. I don't think I, I even chipped into my Factorio pile. I think I only <laughs> used Binding of Isaac in the end. Uh, most of mine came out of Rocket League. Because that just kept going. Mm. Oh, that's the Steam news. Yep, that's yeah. all the news, I think. I think that's all the news. I mean, there was a lot of indie, indie devs that came out being like, we actually sold less this Steam sale than we... Like, a lot less than we normally would. Mm, for some like, mysterious this, reason. This, like, uh, the, some, something to do with, like... Uh, the, one of the claims is that the wishlisting system on Steam is actually a ve- fairly decent indicator of how well your game's going to sell. Mm, okay. Um, especially during a sale. Um, and yeah, because it immediately reminds you over and over that. Well, you and because people use wishlisting to, to gift, not to gift. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess like, that does make sense. Um, so the um, people misunderstood how the competition giveaway, how the sale giveaway worked. In that uh, they thought that, like, oh, I pay if I've got an epic wish list full of games, then the prize I might get is going to be a random one from the list. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people started delisting games from their wish list to limit the selection that they thought it would potentially pick. Um, however, that's not how the system works. The, the, the system would always pick from the top. Yeah. Um, it's so- either your. Top one or the top, top three, one, if you're top, not the full. Yeah, top one, top two, or top three, depending yeah. on what position your team came in the uh, in the race. So the yeah, they were delisting things for meaningless reasons because the rules weren't clear. And <laughs> As so many things, if that's so. Yeah, uh, and so indie devs didn't get suppose the small and and because people delisted cheaper games, thinking they would want you know that if they were to get one, it's like, hey, can I have the more expensive ones, please? Like cyberpunk pre-orders, mm. lots of people got cyberpunk pre-orders. Yeah, you only needed to look at the results and be yeah. like, every day it was just all cyberpunk. Yep, and then maybe like Witcher Three or Total War, the new one. Oh yeah, yeah, whatever that's called. Yeah, I can't remember, but yeah, so there's a lot of that going on, and it's, uh, yeah. So unfortunately, it seems like indie devs really missed out on this particular sale, which is a which is a bummer. So yeah, not a great thing, so. Mm-hmm. I didn't think that a lot of the price cuts were They're the same as they always are. They're never gonna get better. I know, it just didn't it just didn't feel impressive this time round. I didn't actually end up buying all that much, like no. for myself. I I went into it thinking it's like I'm gonna be the good Samaritan this year. I'm gonna randomly gift a load of stuff because I 
kind of just want to get out of the cycle of birthdays and crimbo and all that. And right, yeah. Because I hate it. You just want the, now the only gift giving event of the year is just Steam sales. Is sales, yeah. I'd, I'd be more happy to just, and just sort of be like, rather than wait for a time, just go like, here you go, have some stuff. I'm feeling generous, go for it. And I looked through the list and was all like, well, basically all your, all you, well, you don't show your profile, so I can't see what, like, if Dan's got a wish list. <laughs> what? Your, your profile is marked as private, supposedly. I didn't do so, that. Oh, okay, yeah. So I can't see if you've got a wish it list. probably happened during that, that, that whole mess with the profiles a while ago. Oh. I mean. I didn't, don't remember doing that. Yeah. Okay. And I didn't end up, but I sort of got myself into a bit of an overthinking about it, like with, 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 especially with you and Kips, I sort of overthought it a little bit. And I was like, yeah. uh, ooh, uh, ooh, I don't know. Well, I, uh, I saw it, I'm not buying anything. I did but... that on my own list. <laughs> yeah. I was like... looking at it and I was like, do I really want to buy that right now? Or like ever? I don't know. I had the backlogitis. Well, like, you always like, and, Yeah, because a bit of me was like, I shouldn't buy anything because I've got so much I've got that I actually do want to play at some point. That it's like it's just not worth it, especially when Kiwami's like came out on Plus, and then then I noticed, oh, I've got Yakuza Zero on my list. Oh, I saw it. I don't need to buy <laughs> buy that. Then. Don't need to buy anything for <laughs> yeah. sixty odd hours. I've got I've got I've got long games coming out the ass. It's great. <laughs> it's just, and I've got tons of indie games that I still have never played. Yeah, just, all, uh, all I ended up buying was a game that I'll talk about later, and I did actually buy Two Point Hospital because I said I would. <laughs> yeah. Oh, excellent. Okay, <laughs> excellent. Okay. <laughs> Should we move on then to what you've been playing? I, I think so. so. Okay, who wants to go? Do you want to talk about Two Point Hospital sake? Well, I didn't play it. Ah, oh, okay. <laughs> what, did, what did you play? What I did play was the other thing that I bought, I guess. Tell me, uh, tell me, tell me. Then some other things. Well, you're not going to like it. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Is it the new Zactronics game? No, I don't think he's actually put out a new game yet. Oh, I thought he had. I think he he put out like a a document, like a te- like a PDF that describes his game-making process on Steam. Oh, Weird, maybe kind of interesting. Yeah, and I think that might be free. I don't know. I don't remember. That's interesting. That is interesting. But uh, the game I played was a game called Factory Town. <laughs> Factory Town. <laughs> yep, not Factoria. <laughs> not quite. Well, sort of. Thank heavens, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but I played that. It's basically Factory. <laughs> Just a different, different game of the same logistics problems, except not quite the same logistics problems. It's actually kind of a weird. Not you know, it's factory town implies a city builder thing more than just a factory. So mm. there is some fa- some townness. It's sort of, I guess, you could compare it to this kind of a combination of factory and like maybe a one of those old town building games, like the Egypt one or whatever. What was that? Oh name? yeah, Egypt Anno one. or something. No, no, no. What was that? There's the Egypt one and the Rome one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were that similar type of yeah. I can't remember what those games were called. They had a real right. generic name. Yeah. <laughs> Just I, like Egypt. I something. remember you showing me them now. Um, long time ago, are we? Yeah, like, yeah, they're old. But yeah. it's like, it's those kind of town building get The reason I com- would compare them to that is because the mechanic of those games was like the services, the service buildings, like the like water water wells or whatever. So would, like Empire Earth or something? No, that's a no. different game. Yeah. But they, the service builders would create a person. Pharaoh? Pharaoh, that's the one. Ah. It would right. create a person that would walk around, and as they passed the buildings, that was how the service was transmitted. Right. So if you had your water carrier would walk past the house, and then they'd have water, and that would be that. That's how that game, those game systems work. So it was about building like the correct layout of streets or whatever. Not quite a settler style, but. No, not quite. But it's, it 
has some similar elements where like the, you have the marketplace and it has like an air of effect around it and therefore you want to build your houses within that air of effect and that sort of thing. But then it's also got like, you know, conveyor belts and stuff like Factorio. And then it it has like slightly different sort of I guess you'd call them less technological <laughs> variations on logistics. Like you can just straight up have guys carry stuff between buildings. And then there's like the upgraded versions of that where it's like, oh, it's a cart, so you can carry four things at once. And then it's a wagon, so you can carry even more stuff at once. So that's just like point to point. Mm. So that's like the simplified version of the logistics. And then there's like the even simpler version of conveyor belts where it's like the chute, which is like, that's sort of interesting because it relies on gravity. You can either build it flat and that will work. But then if you have any vertical, it can only go downhill because it's a chute. <laughs> Mm. rather than mechanical like a conveyor so then you and that is obviously the other major difference between factorias this game is 3d so it actually has like you know you can build up yeah. so you can build like scaffoldings and stack up your conveyor belts or whatever and cross them over that's kind of cool so it does kind of make it like a slightly different challenge but it it's i mean it's still actually i don't know if it is classed as early access i think it is but it still has some like slightly awkward problems with that whole system like for example once you build a conveyor belt on top of another conveyor belt via the power of scaffolding or whatever you can't really edit the bottom one <laughs> you have to delete the whole thing rebuild what's on the bottom and then build it back up right from, i see from there yeah it needs like a layer view or something where you can cut cut away the upper layers or something gotcha. to be able yeah. to edit the bottom mm. but yeah it has you know, resource combine different resources in different buildings, and it makes a more and more complicated chain. And then you have to solve the logistics of shifting a whole bunch of different things into one building or whatever, and then get the, get it to the market, sell it for cash. Use that cash to not really do anything because it's not very well balanced in that aspect. <laughs> the amount of actual money you get out of the out of selling stuff on the market is way too much compared to the rate that you actually use it. <coughs> so there's that. I'm just looking at it now. It's got, it's got a fairly, fairly nice, crisp cartoon sort of cartoony. Yes, it's got it. a bit of a tilt shift. That you can oh, turn, has it as well? That you can turn off if you want. No, oh, but but tilt shift is cool. <laughs> I like the way the guys bobble about like me's. Yep, they just jiggle. <laughs> They're just jiggling around. But yeah, it, it's slightly weird because you have all these logistics things about moving stuff around, but it also like then it is early. It is early access. Then you sort of, it's sort of has too much sandbox in it because like you can basically move stuff around for free like right there's no demolish yeah it's not not like you're building stuff in real time or anything and your Mm. guys aren't delivering stuff to a construction site or anything you just have to have the resources somewhere in one of your storages and then you can just build a building and there's no limit to where on the map you can build it things take time to build no you just just plonk them down so really and if you really wanted to get ridiculous about it, you could even basically completely skip the logistics. Like, you can build a barn, fill it up with resources on one side of the map, and then just pick up the barn and move it somewhere else manually. Oh, wow. <laughs> and okay. it's like, yeah. that does kind of remove the whole point of the game, but that's also, you know... It's a lot of manual work. Yeah, you're doing the work yeah. then, rather it's like, than it's setting like, up the... It's like moving a doctor around yeah, in the hospital. exactly. <laughs> So it's maybe got slightly too much time. And, of course, the thing that annoys me about it, as as is typical, is map generation. Mm. The maps are just, like, far too crowded with stuff. And there's really... 
the thing is, it gives you the option to just delete resources for a small amount of money. And I'm just like, I should do that, but I can't. It's so against my <laughs> so against my natural instinct in playing these games. I must harvest everything, even if I don't need it right now. What if I need it in the future? There's just like all these fucking trees and rocks. I could probably just delete them all. It wouldn't even make any difference because there's so many resources everywhere. But I just can't bring myself to remember to do that. And I'm like, damn it, mm-hmm. this is just me being problematic. <laughs> I should just delete them. It'll be fine. You got a problem there. And then the end game of that game gets, you know, a bit magical. Wherein towards the end game, you don't magical. You don't even worry about natural resources. You just basically create resources out of magical energy instead. So you can sort of then sort of standardize your factory layouts to be like, I can have rock be made wherever I need it to be rather than having to harvest it from a place where there's rocks. <laughs> so the magic uh, like unit becomes the important thing. Right? Yeah, <coughs> so then you're piping the magic around. <laughs> right. <laughs> that seems like it would suck the fun out of it, though, at the end. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I guess by that, the idea by, is that by that point you're building everything on conveyors and it's all about it's only about managing the complexity of getting enough stuff into each building rather than where that stuff's coming from. Because it can be kind of difficult to get things in and out of buildings in an efficient manner. Because you can build two stories of conveyors into one building, but that's not nearly enough sometimes. Mm. And then there's all the... There's actually quite a lot of stuff that's very similar to Factorio with like lot like the logic circuits and stuff that you can do. To be like, oh, I can have this have this sensor that detects whether how much of this resource there is in this building and determines whether it should take it out of it or not, or mm. dump it, or if it overflows or whatever. It's got logic logic programming as well. Mm. Slightly awkward logic programming because you have to put these logic things in the world and then link them by essentially invisible. I mean, you do that in Factorio as well, I guess. The circuit right. network is actually a physical object that you place. Mm. In this in this game, it's slightly more awkward to re- mainly because you can't necessarily see what it's doing as easily right because in fact or it's like a physical cable between the buildings whereas in this it's just a it only hot, it appears if you mouse over it and it's just like a oh. virtual arc that leads to the thing that it's controlling oh, I mean, it's see. probably fair pretty early days for this though right maybe i mean they seem that the, the last update was like here's some end game content which sounds like they might be getting reasonably close to being done with it or they're just thinking about that stuff well yeah maybe or maybe they just wanted to put it in because it, it, it end game content means effectively like infinite resource sinks, of course. Which I mean, that would be a fine thing to put in quite early in your development, even then. To be like, you just need you just want people to keep playing and refining infinitely. <laughs> so there's that, and then I played even more Factory because <laughs> I can't get enough. Played even more mods. Even more mods, different yep. mods. Yeah, you, going... you're done with your end game mods. Or well, I mean, they're, space all, mods? they're pretty much all end game mods. I've played around with a couple of other. There's one that's sort of a vanilla overhaul, which is sort of. I'm not sure if I'll go any further with that because it's not different enough, really. I guess mm. it's just like it's different, but it's not as complicated as like Bob's mods or whatever, which is a total overhaul. So I was just like, okay, well, maybe I won't play that. But the slightly more interesting one was a mod called Warptorio, where you basically have a, the warp reactor in your middle of the base, which was a failed experiment into energy generation using interdimensional rifts. <laughs> Except what it actually does is just produce a shit ton of pollution really fast. 
but what it can do is if it by it can't make energy, but it can warp you to a different dimension. So okay. then, so basically, it's factorial with like stress <laughs> because now you just have this thing in the middle of your base that just makes pollution constantly. So you have like twenty minutes before the aliens will overwhelm you. So you would basically just have to like really quickly harvest as much resource as you can, do as much factory building and technology as you can, and then just warp the shit out of there and start over. Hmm. So essentially, you're. And then the area around the uh, around the warp reactor, the warp platform, mm. is like you can expand that over time. But that's the only area of the map that goes with you when it warps. Oh, so that so you remains. have to build like a compact factory on this platform that has the best stuff that comes with you. Yeah, that takes everything with you, and then you're just basically just running out, building some mines real quickly, harvesting as much shit as you possibly can, and then disassembling that all before you have to warp out again. <laughs> And then obviously, like, the more times you warp, the longer it takes for the reactor to charge and those mm. kind of standard tower defense-ish kind of ideas. Do you remember that weird mechanic in black and white where at the end of the level you kind of chucked as much stuff into the hole as possible? Yeah, the, the, oh, yeah. the big old warp hole where you're just Which like, I, really I can take all of this shit yeah. with me, it will just take a long time for me to do it. Yeah, <laughs> it was did, weird. Did it actually do that, though? Didn't it, didn't it like, give you limit? Yeah. yeah, didn't it have some sort of cap that you couldn't see? Yeah, yeah, I think weird. it did have. You just didn't know. Just chucking people down this giant wormhole. But yeah, I played some of Factorio, but uh, like that's actually too stressful. <laughs> like I don't think I play Factorio to have that much stress. No, where I'm on the constant timer, where it's like, oh shit, it's thirteen minutes in. Better think about disassembling my mines because the aliens are coming. You play Factorio for the drudgery of it. <laughs> well, I play Factorio to make designs, and when I'm constantly on yeah. a time scale where I have to keep stopping every 10 minutes to disassemble stuff and pack up before the warp. I can't really take time to think about what I'm designing. Right, yeah. You're being interrupted. <laughs> Welcome to the world of actual work. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I can't design. Being interrupted constantly. Yeah, it's true. And then I played several other things for a short... I even played TF2 for like two rounds. What? Wow. Amazing. Yeah. What's, what's it like these days? Still the same as it was since okay. the matchmaking patch. Fair enough. Matchmaking still sucks. <laughs> still just want, your, want the heaviest server back. Yeah, still just want a server list. So is there no way of doing the old school way at all? There is, but there's no servers there any longer because... Because Valve don't do those Because Valve anymore. don't make those generic servers right. any longer. And, no, no, and, ev- and everyone else has moved away from TF2 hosting. Well, well, and all the servers that remain are all weird bullshit modes and, and mm, mods. Right, yeah. <laughs> There's no like vanilla servers. No, not really. So you still don't stay on a server with the same people. No, everyone it. just quits at the end of the round. Oh, that's, uh, I, I matchmaking has its place for sure, but there's something about getting into a server, especially in a game like TF2, yeah. and, and just staying with the people. Yeah, yeah there is. Like uh, I don't know, and it doesn't happen. It's frustrating that it doesn't happen quite like that in Overwatch. You, like you, you tend to perhaps see the same guys for like two, maybe three games. Mm. And then everyone will quit out. And, yeah. like, and then it's just like, what left? We had a good thing going here. These teams were nice and balanced and stuff like that. But then it's not just a few people leave. Like, as soon as well, like, a couple people leave, everyone seems to quit out of an Overwatch lobby. And it's like, I don't know. Come on. Like, one person isn't going to change this dynamic, is it? Is it? <laughs> well, maybe. Who knows? I guess when you have, it's like the smaller the number, the more likely that is to fuck everything up. It's, yeah, why, it's why no one ever stays in a Rocket League game as soon as anyone quits. True. <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah, Rocket League, the, the small teams in Rocket League do make that less of a, well, it makes it more of a problem in terms of building up, you know, what we're talking about here, yeah. but, but less of a problem because that game isn't really about no. that. It's, 
or can't really do that as well. No. And then I also keep I also keep randomly playing more Binding of Isaac, just because like it's a it's been a thing because I've been wanting to play something slightly more active that's not Rocket League, and I haven't managed to decide on anything else, so I just keep ending up playing Binding of Isaac instead. Play Overwatch. You'll really like it, I swear. <laughs> but yeah, played Binding of Isaac and had some funny runs. I had them. I had a ridiculous run where. Play Counter Strike. <laughs> no. I reckon you'd be pretty good at it. No, I don't think. Well, I'd be average at it. Yeah. Really. I had a funny run in Binding of Isaac where I I created a build which was the just stand still build. <laughs> right. Which is pretty funny. I got like you have. There's a character that has a a dead bird where when you get hit, the bird comes out and attacks anything that anything any enemies. Hmm. It's like a revenge mechanic. And then I got basically a duplicate of that, which is like the attack fly. Essentially the same thing. You get hit mm. and a fly comes out and, and attacks enemies. But then the trick to it was that I got a, a, got an item where if you stand still, you just become invulnerable, but you can't move or shoot. Oh, right. I so see. so basically you just fight normally until you get hit, and then you just stand still because then your attack bird and the fly will just kill everything else. And you'll be invulnerable. Ways <laughs> and you'll the... just stand there. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, this is a great build. It's real slow, but it's practically impossible to fail. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> that was—it was the first time I've ever found a use for that item. Right. I, I like—I knew what it was, and I was like, "Wait, hang on, this is actually great, isn't it?" <laughs> what, the, the, the vulnerability yeah. thing, because it's so situational. There's virtually no other way that would work apart from this <laughs> pairs up with these mechanic one revenge mechanic so well. I mean, maybe if you were in a boss fight and you knew that there was an attack coming, that kind of, but it takes like a second to trigger after you right. stop moving, so it's like kind of difficult to predict. Hmm. But yeah, actually, it was even better than that because not only did I have the revenge mechanic, I also had a, the thing that, like, after a few seconds in the room, you get temporary invulnerability. Except it's like it's like Mario's star invulnerability; like you run into things and they die. So oh. you just you spawn in the room, you stand still. Five seconds later, you suddenly become invincible, and then you just ram into everything that's not already dead. Yeah. <laughs> it's like this is a weirdly effective combo. And then fight normally, and then and fight then, normally uh, until you get hit, yeah. and then the revenge attack comes out, and you just become invulnerable. <laughs> <laughs> it's the just stand still build. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, Final Isaac is pretty okay. That rebirth, yes, just rebirth. Like yeah. none of the I never got other, other rebirth extras. plus or afterbirth or any of the other okay. ones subsequent to that. Well, the rebirth was such an expansion on even the originals, right? Like, yeah, in terms of stuff, it was. But then again, all the expansions have pretty much been that again. So by the time you get into the most recent ones, it's like holy crap! There must be a, so much stuff in there now. Yeah, almost too much. It's like I can handle. I pretty much know all the items in rebirth by this point. And I'm just like, yeah, I can I can create a build because I know what I'm doing. <laughs> but if you add a whole other that amount of stuff again, mm. I'm not sure I could memorize all that exactly. Oh, well, you know, just look at the wiki. Well, sure. as everyone does for Isaac. Yeah, I don't think I'd have minded so much like back in the original. But it was like when, when I don't mind getting a random power up that has some sort of weird effect, and then you haven't to pick it up. But when it's like 
so obscure, like the cart, like the the consumables. We don't know what they're going to do until you use them. That's why I think I like have a bit of a problem, like well, the, the cards yeah, in I particular. Guess. They were so obtuse because it's not like like because they were just playing cards. It's like remembering what they did. It was actually problematic because they were just cards. It's like what does this number do? And it's like, like, well, that, like you couldn't really remember the system very well. I mean, I guess that was solved slightly when they changed those to the, like the tarot cards. So they actually had names, right? Yeah, that's better. And it was like, okay, now I can remember that this is like the lovers is the one that gives you hearts because that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's definitely better. Where it's like you know, you just think about Enter the Gungeon's guns, right? You can infer what they do from their name to well, some degree, and it's and most of the time, Enter the Gungeon actually also tells you, right? Yeah. Whereas in Isaac, nothing tells you anything. No. Apart from in the pop-up pop when you get the item, sometimes it will say vaguely what it does. Sometimes. Sometimes it will just say random bullshit that's totally meaningless. Mm -hmm. I mean, you want a bit of that, but you want... I like. I kind of want most of most stuff to be... Yeah, it can be bonkers, but I want to know how bonkers. Yeah. So has that been your week? Yeah, I guess so. I actually played quite a lot of different stuff that is all the same stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I haven't actually played everything new apart from that one Back thing. To town. And I probably will get around to playing Two Point eventually. We'll get that next time. I mean, it's not like I haven't already played it, because when it was free. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> they might have updated some stuff. Yeah, you'll probably finish it by the time like yeah, by the time you'll, you'll have overtaken me. Because like, that, 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 that game does end up starting to start to take long times yeah yeah it, 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 it gets longer and longer like i'm i'm most of the way through the main campaign on it now but it's it's, it's when you're starting a whole new hospital and you're like oh shit i know i have to build uh, literally everything again yeah i've got to start from scratch <laughs> and it's like yeah it's like we talked about this before the sort of management aspect of it is a little confusing mm. like how, how do i solve this particular problem but i guess that's the game uh, like what kind what, of using its tools what what can i actually do um hmm. yeah i don't know i've sort of like the draw the draw has faded finally like for me <laughs> for like, it, it, I, it lasted longer than i sort of expected to be fair like i didn't like me and those sorts of games don't really gel just because of how i play games now like i don't have super long stretches of time generally mm. Because there's always something going on, or some interruption, or something I'm doing, or I'm running, or I'm, mm. uh, or I've got to go get known from somewhere, or yeah, something like just there's always there's always something. There's always something. Yeah. So those those guys, but I stuck with it, and it, it did draw me in for a lot longer. But now now I know I'm just going to kind of be doing the same stuff forever. You've got past like the tutorials essentially now. Yeah. So like, Here's everything. Yeah, so well, I, even then, I don't think I've unlocked everything yet. Well, no, I'm but... sure there's like one new disease per level, as usual. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what you been playing, Rob? Mostly Yakuza Kiwami still. <laughs> Sweet. That thing has got its hooks in me. Um, was I'm about twenty hours in now, and uh, so I guess I guess in that like last week's conversation, I was talking about it in the sense that there was I. The game funnels you through the story quite a lot at the start, as you'd expect. Yeah. And so I was seeing a lot of the soap opera unfold. Um, but, like, so, and I still, I still think something, you know, like, a lot of the writing is still very good. I think a lot of the, you know, in that sort of over the top Japanese way that, 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 that a lot of this stuff tends to be. Hmm. Um, and, I, you know, I still, I still it's, it's still got great style, it's still got great 
like you know, voice acting and performances are pretty good and stuff like that. You know, you know, everything's in Japanese, so they could be saying anything for all I care. But yeah, the emotion but feels right. Yeah. yeah, it's like watching anime or whatever. You know? yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not like I fight for my friends or <laughs> you know that kind of delivery. It, it seems good. Um, but I have started to run into a few. Like Rob review, I have started to run into a few flaws here and there. Mm. Um, after like what was a fairly genius start, mm. um, and and some of that is just I think it might be because it's uh, uh, just just how the remake and some of the new systems in the remake have been implemented uh, compared to the original, and how they you know they're following the original script pretty much word for word like i've gone and done a little bit of research and been like oh how does this actually compare to the original and it's like the cutscenes and the story progression and all of that are pretty one-to-one but the world itself and the sub stories around it and the character progression mm. and the multiple fighting styles and all that stuff all of that is borrowed from more recent games and 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 pulled in mm. um to to make the original feel a bit more complete and for the most part, it works. But where things, I think, go a little wrong for me is, like, I had a... had a, The early game is hard. Like, some of the boss fights are exceptionally difficult at the start because the game hasn't opened up enough at that point for you to really grind out your abilities and experience. Right, I see. So there, there, there were a couple of early boss fights that I had a real problem with and it took me ages to beat them. The first time you faced Slugger Majima, for instance, I was... Slugger Majima? Slugger Majima, yeah. What a great name. Well, his real name's just Majima, but he's called Slugger Majima, Slugger when, Majima. He get, when, he, when he has a baseball bat. <laughs> oh, I see. Slugger Majima. <laughs> yeah. Okay, get it. Um, and uh, that, that fight was a real bastard, so I ended up bailing out of that and reloading an old save. Uh, but I didn't really have any sub-stories to do at that point, so I didn't have a really decent way of spending my time. So I had to just basically run around the area of Camarocho I had access to, just getting into random fights to build up some experience points. I literally had to do an old-school grind. Mm. To, to, <laughs> I haven't had that for a while. Yeah. Games kind of... They've moved away, they've from, moved away that, from that, haven't they? I'm little... not even sure why. Like, um, I mean, obvious why, but like... There's a certain appeal to a little bit of a grind. Oh yeah, no, don't get me wrong. In like a proper RPG setting, like a little bit of a grind makes a bit of sense because, mm. like, I feel like when you're grinding in an RPG, you're still kind of learning because mm. as you get more powerful, you get the ability. You, you, I don't know. I feel like I can just cock around a bit more, mm. and in the process of doing that, you find things. Or you... what you want is like a little reminder that's like, hey, you should probably like go and explore a bit before you do this thing yeah maybe yeah like some kind of indication of like oh you're going to struggle with this at your current level like yeah. here's, here's some stuff to do yeah um but it didn't really give you that you were right. I, like uh, i was lucky that i had saved pretty because it's manual save in this mm. game as well so you can make your own oh cool checkpoints okay. i was lucky that i had manually saved at the right not time. that long before the fight right. so i could go back and do that had i not i'd have been pissed because i don't yeah. think like you've been stuck yeah, but I would have been. I I just was not strong enough to do this fight. Like you can beat it, mm -hmm. but like I was not good enough. I was, you know, I don't have the skills. <laughs> um, to get good. So that was well. That was kind of part of it. Like while I was grinding it out, I was I was spending time not just fighting as I was just to get through the fights. I was literally sort of gaming them a little bit and being like, right, okay, what? How do I? Let's actually learn some of the, how this dodging works and some of the timing for things and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, and it ended up being a big help, and I've had a much easier time of it since. Not just because I'm now stronger, yeah. but because I'm a bit better at, at timing the mechanics and, and, and learn, you know, doing some of the moves a bit better and stuff like that. Yeah. 
Um, so it did end up beneficial in the end, but it was just that was a massive hurdle. Mm. Um, uh, and and then I think the game has a few pace. So I've got to the point where the pacing is now the other direction, in that the uh, the story's there and I can go mm. and do it whenever I want. Mm. But there's now so much sub-story stuff. It's got the Red Dead Redemption issue in some in some ways, in that there is so much sub-story. There are so many mini-games. There yeah. are so many other things I can be doing other than the story right now that in like the last five hours, I think I might have done a story mission. <laughs> like oh, just, I see. Because I've just been cocking about in the world, like getting into random fights, being conned a billion times, and then having to go beat up the guy that conned me. You know, like, like lots and lots and lots of that. And like most of that stuff apparently didn't exist in the original. Like a lot of this oh. stuff has been added. Oh, interesting. Like to, to flesh out the world and... As I say, make it more but like the more recent Yakuza games. That overkill, is it? Or? It's a bit much. Okay. It's a bit much. There's, uh, I, I'm, I'm now, I think, pretty overleveled um, for where I need to be. But then certain systems, like my general abilities and, and the main things, I'm quite leveled in. But there's a specific, uh, I think I mentioned this last time, the, the whole training up your dragon style. Yeah. Which, uh, for those who didn't listen last week, I think this is really cool in that. Uh, there's a story beat where you're basically out of action for 10 years and during those 10 years one of your fighting styles becomes rubbish and so a big portion of the game is about you training up your old dragon style um and, and as a result of that, there's a system there's a system called majima everywhere for, for building that up now i'm quite strong in all my other techniques now but i haven't Seen, but I hit a sort of roadblock in the Majima Everywhere system at one point where it was asking me to do a specific thing that I didn't find for a very long time. And so as a result, I'm now way behind on my Majima Everywhere rank and my dragon style isn't as strong as it should be at this point in the game. Or I don't feel like it's as strong as it should be because I'm still just using all the other styles that, like all the time. Mm. Basically, it doesn't feel, I doesn't feel like there's a reason for me to use dragon style yet. Um, even though the game puts such a massive emphasis on you're the dragon of Dojima, you're, this is what you're supposed to be doing. It's like I'm still not there yet, where dragon makes sense, <laughs> and maybe that's intentional. You know, maybe I'm only really supposed to use that style in the end game. Yeah, maybe it's but, like you're only meant to get the last thing that makes it good right before the last. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, saying that, even though I hit, hit that roadblock in the Majima Everywhere system, I love it. Like the 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 idea, like Majima is a ridiculous goofball character. And that his whole thing is that he wants to fight you all the time because he enjoys the thrill of the fight with oh, you. Oh, cool. Um, but he's a madman. And that he he doesn't just want to fight you. He wants an ex Like, Kiryu at the start of the game is all like, I'm not going to fight you, man. I'm like, There's no point in me fighting you. So, so Majima's got it in his head that he's going to create scenarios in which you have to fight him, each more elaborate than the last. <laughs> and so it gets crazy, like, Mental crazy, like like there'll be you'll just go and do a normal thing, and instead of like you'll go to go get some food from Smile Burger, uh, and Majima, instead of being served by the clerk, you're, like Majima will be there and be like, oh, I'd like a side order of Kiryu Chan fists, please. <laughs> and like, of course, it's like this is going to get bad if we fight in this. So we'll have a fist fight outside the Smile Burger, and you could be doing anything yeah. in the game pretty much, and Majima will turn It'll up, just and it will be there'll be some dialogue. It will be written in or something like that. There's um. That's cool. One of the best ones so far has been like I where uh you know there's a there's a sort of like hostess there's hostess oh, clubs yeah, yeah. yeah. so and, and there's a sort of like build up a relationship mini game with one of them 
I think there's a couple of them, actually. You can supposedly... Uh, the achievement reads, have a steamy encounter. Okay. <laughs> so it's interesting to see where that goes, let's say. Especially given the context of some of it. Yeah, anyway, it's kind of kind of interesting, even though it's like a dating sim. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, like yeah. There's a context there that's kind of intriguing. Hmm. Um, but anyway, yeah, one of the times you turn up to do this minigame, instead of being presented by Rena, the girl I'm normally seeing, you get Majima in drag. Oh, great. And you have to go through the whole date right. with Majima you know and Drag clearly... having this really awkward conversation, knowing that it's going to end in an awkward fist fight outside the club. And it's just, it's, just, it's, it's hilarious. That's really it's, cool. It's, it's properly good. That's awesome. And it's just, it's just filled with this. Every time he turns up, like, like, there's a whole zombie sequence, like, okay, because he's just, like, he's hired a load of, like, actors to be, like, zombies just for you to fight them. And it's like, oh, it's brilliant. <laughs> it's, it's really good. Uh, yeah. So, like, but even even though I hit that hot that roadblock, and it's like now I'm starting to see more of this stuff. It's genius. <laughs> it's really good. It sounds awesome. <laughs> it's mad. Yeah. It's madness. I love that kind of stuff. And I think I wish the game had less of the like I don't know the random battles basically because as you're walking the streets, you go to random random guys just go like it's that guy, and then just come up to you and want to fight. And there's like there's nothing really to it. It's just like the super easy like minion fights that give you a little bit of money and a little bit of experience you know that's the grind but they're a little too frequent at some point and it's just like well i'm way stronger than you guys this doesn't really gain me anything no. but you're there and i've got to kind of either try and outrun you and get get around you but then in order to out or or do what i normally do which is just like well the place is right there if i sneak into the place it's like you can't fight me so ha you know <laughs> and it's a uh, yeah, there's a little bit too much of that while you're just trying to get your sub stories done. Um, I don't know, I, I'm still, I'm still really enjoying it. It has, it has, has problems. I, I think the fight system could be refined a bit, mm. but it's, uh, but it is good. There's, there's just like, there's so much. Mm. I mean, yeah, it could, it could do with trimming down. I think and making. Slightly I've heard voted. a lot of this stuff is borrowed from Yakuza Zero specifically. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. So if yeah, I end up going success, to play, right? Yaku- yeah. yeah. So if I end up going to play Yakuza Zero, there might, the a, there might be a lot of overlap, right? I see. Um, yeah. And apparently, some of the systems from Zero have been re- have been refined a little bit in Kiwami. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, some of the mini games, in particular, uh, have been have been tweaked up. Mm. Um, so I'm aware that if I go play Zero, there might be some elements that aren't quite as good. Um, but maybe the story the story and the writing side will be improved because it's you know it's, it's more modern it's like they've mm. put they've put more effort in maybe into the into the newer versions but but i don't know yeah like i i, I might i might i might be a yakuza fan now <laughs> but now now you're in it yeah um yeah so i've been playing a ton of that uh i got my mega drive out so I've I've been messing around a little bit with that. Not not really much to say in particular. I've just been playing dribs and drabs of old Mega Drive games here and there, um, which looks super crisp up through an OSSC. Are they use your own cartridges that you yeah yeah the proper cartridges had yeah yeah back then or uh, no no most of this is like fed like I never never had a Mega Drive back right then, that's so it, most yeah. most of the stuff has been acquired over the last fifteen odd years so a little bit a little bit late to the mm. game. But uh, a little bit, a little bit, yeah. Yeah. Uh, at the moment, you know, we played Golden Axe, or we watched Kippers and Jam play Golden Axe last weekend, and we played through most of Streets of Rage before getting beaten by what looked like the last boss. Yep. And it's like, damn it, 
<laughs> got all the way. It's because we couldn't cheap it out with the special moves. <laughs> yeah, we couldn't cheap it out with the special moves. It's not allowed indoors. <laughs> if only we'd known. Yeah. We would have learned how to fight all those sub-bosses the first time. <laughs> I guess, yeah. It's a bit of a bot. It's one of those classic, like, boss rush last levels kind of thing. And we got, we got pretty destroyed. Uh, yeah, so it's, 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 that's been fun. Messing with that. Uh, can't get my copy of Super Skid Marks to work. In fairness, I need, I still haven't really tried putting the time in to try and clean that cartridge up, mm. which I think is the problem. But what have you got? Have you got like Desert Strike or something like that? I haven't got Desert Strike. No, I've got like all the Sonics, um, uh, Hellfire, which is like a fairly decent shmup mm. and stuff like that. Basically, it's made mostly play it for the Sonics. But, yeah, um, I mean, that's uh, one of one of those like mega cartridges which had like Golden Axe and Streets of Rage on and mm. started Super Hang On and Columns. Like a lot of the classics. Uh, yeah, so that's kind of what that you've been doing with that. Outside of that, not a huge amount, really. Yakuza's has kind of taken over. That's the one. Yeah, it's my, it's my game at the moment. It's my game. It's the draw. It's got the draw. It's got its hooks in. Obviously, playing Rocket League and like here and there, and a touch of Overwatch here and there, but only in short bursts. Nothing mm. particularly interesting to say there. Um. I think I tried going back to something on Steam, but not haven't really played enough of it to so be noteworthy. So I'm done. <laughs> I'm out. You're out. Cool. Yeah, you were right last week. I haven't played anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I got nothing to talk about there. Uh, but that's cool. Um, oh, I just have to watch us play some stuff. And yeah, stage. what's been on your YouTube channel? No, nothing, because I've been sucky this last couple of weeks. So, okay. like, like I scapegoat two, even though we said it was going up, didn't yet. It's like I've done the work, I just haven't put it up. I need, I, need, I need to do a little bit of finalizing on it. As needs an upload. Like, yeah, it needs an upload, and I haven't done the title card for it. You know, yeah. simple stuff, YouTube <laughs> stuff. That's just me, me being rubbish. But that's on our YouTube channel, Happy Salad. It will be uh, with our pixelated um, tomato. Pixelated tomato logo. Yep, still still rocking it. Yep. Uh, yeah. So check that out when it arrives. And <laughs> yeah. I guess this is a podcast. This is a podcast. It's a very short one for change. Yeah. Is it actually nice yeah, like very short? Is it really? under time? Miles. Oh, yeah. We could talk about some nonsense film section. You want to talk about kitchen bitching for the last? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Let me take a moment to think about what bitching there may have been about kittens. <laughs> that was a good moment. It's not in the kitchen, but we're getting into Oh, the... I've got kitchen bitch. Oh, do you? Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Um my from, from fr- the other side of the couch. You haven't been Dandrum. to my you haven't been to my place, have you? Uh either of you ever? I've been no. to your place. Oh you've been. Yeah. You've been, yeah. You know it, yeah. I, I know it. Yeah. <laughs> so you know you come in and, you, and it's downstairs. It's like a basement flat yeah, in yeah. a um it's a Victorian terrace in London. I slept um, on that couch. And yeah, you slept on the couch. Uh so um it has a garden and stuff, but when you come in you have to go down the stairs and they're quite windy. They go like down and around. Um kind of around I guess where the bathroom is, I suppose. Anyway, um to get to, and then it's quite big at the bottom or the living room and, and the kitchen is quite spacious, but mm-hmm. trying to get in it's quite narrow. Um and our freezer broke. Um, which is a standard, fairly large sort of fridge freezer thing. Um, so I don't know why, probably because we didn't really defrost it properly, but I didn't see any like build up of like ice or anything. 
Right. Uh, anyway, but it stopped chilling completely. Oh, wow. Okay. I opened it and like my chips were all green and it was like, oh, fuck. Ooh, that's uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I checked everything out and then the fridge itself stopped working eventually. And the yeah. landlord was like, okay, I'll get a replacement. Um, so ordered the replacement and got that to the top of the stairs and had the, the old one at the bottom of the stairs or whatever. Couldn't get either of them either way. Uh, it's impossible to get the old one out. And it's impossible get to get the new one in. Oh, no. Uh, uh, they tried, and they were, like, making holes in the plaster, like, on the oh, way wow. down. Right. Like, um, and the guy who was delivering it was like, I can't do anything more because I'm going to damage your property or whatever, and we're not allowed to do that or whatever. Yeah. And so the, the poor landlord. So currently we have a new f- fridge at right at the top of the stairs on the little landing. How did it get in in the first place? Yeah, then? so that's the question. So yeah. finally, the mystery has been solved. So he sent an email. Um earlier today and it says let's look at the actual thing turns out the original fridge freezer came through the garden before they built the house at the end of the terrace oh wow yes okay so it's so your access route has been enclosed yes. by other developments by other developments huh. so i think the only other way to do it would be to go through the ground floor flat and like lower it down from the window but someone lives in there obviously mm. and also how would you it's a fridge freezer. How would you get that down on like ropes? Like you need a crane, basically. <laughs> I think it's screwed. So can you, yeah, can you get a little like lift into your garden, like one of those? Yes, there's like, a lift or something. But yeah. how would you get it there? Yeah, um, you would have to like assemble it or something. It's or... how, how much of a fridge can you take apart? Yeah, not really any. Right? Yeah. So apparently, the new plan is he's going to buy set- a grid of mini fridges. Yeah, he's going to buy a separate fridge and freezer, and like okay, pull pull that, put them down, or mm. get them down the stairs because they'll fit, mm. and then um, build a little shelf like so that you so it's literally so one on top of the other. Of yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that going to be a problem for like all of your furniture as well? Yeah, I mean, it's like not my furniture. Or like, it's yeah. not my furniture, but yeah. Sure, but like, but yeah, yeah. I, that couch, I don't know how that got in there, presumably the same way. Couches the never leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that no, couch. The, the couch doesn't need to leave whole, though. No, but it's, it's not. With a couch, you can hole, yeah, you get it out, it's quite easy. Yeah. You just disassemble it. But yeah, so it's actually a big problem. And the, I don't know how we're going to get the old one out. We'll have to just put it, if it's broken, we'll have to just put it in the garden somewhere or something or to get it out of the way or i don't know anyway i think you had a landlord actually i thought you bought that plate or gone into some kind of no i shed. don't own my uh, i don't own my place who no. shit in london apart yeah, from really rich people yeah <laughs> i thought you had some sort of plan but yeah um, I look at me i don't have a plan <laughs> no jeez yeah i can't really uh, I, I i did look at buying like um a little bit but it's a bit i have enough it, I have enough savings for a deposit, but it's just the mortgage situation. I yeah, wouldn't yeah, want it. Yeah. It would be too big a mortgage. Still, it's still nasty. Yeah, it'd be way too big, especially with, yeah. So, who knows? I mean, I've been confusing myself with the mathematics of what if we ever moved. Yeah. No. Oh, big <laughs> There's Rob's interrupting. I still don't know how I do that. I, yeah. Like it only ever happens on the podcast. So I do <laughs> yeah. something on the podcast that turns my turns Bixby on my watch on. Right. Uh, but anyway. yeah, been been trying to figure out the the mathematics of like like what it would be like how does how do how do you recalculate your mortgage on moving and it's like it, I think I've been getting it wrong for a long time like it's nothing to do with how much per se of like how much percentage I've paid into my mortgage because I think I've been confused by that easy buy thing and how oh uh, right yeah yeah that and works it's like it's like yeah. no 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 it's the the actual just cash value of how much mortgage is left 
is what you reduce by, yeah, not the percentage of your original of your house value, right? Because it's the amount that you bought at, it's the value of the mortgage you took out. Yeah, so it's like however much of that is left, uh, plus whatever extra because of the, you know, your sale price. Like the difference between the two is actually like what goes towards the deposit on the next on place. On the new place, yeah. Oh, right. and then and more the you new... throw it, throw at it. So it's yeah. Like I was, I was, that I, makes was, sense, I, was right? I was, yeah. I was looking at the internet, like being like, well, why are mortgage calculators so simple? They only like talk about like deposit in and mortgage value and time. And it's like, well, I actually want to know is like what the like like we couldn't. My head was going, it's like, well, I need to throw my current mortgage value at it, and how much time I've been on that, and then da 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 da. But no, more. you just have X amount of assets. Yeah, you just right? you just, you just have cash. this amount of money after the sale of your after the sale of your place. Yeah. and it's like it's, but you still got to figure that bit out. Yeah, yeah. Or make or make an estimate of what that's going to be. Yeah, you do by based on. But that's how much time you've been paying into your mortgage, blah 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 blah. Yeah. But like, but you should be able to just just look up. What, or how, look how up much. your last statement. Yeah, yeah. yeah so you should know what asset you have. Yeah, but like, uh, yeah, I was getting myself a bit confused with that. Yeah, because be. I was like, how does anyone afford moving? Yeah. It doesn't make sense in my head. Like, oh, but okay, it's not. It as bad. does. It's not. It's, as not, bad. it's not as bad as I thought. Yeah. yeah, it's fine. If I was to move somewhere of similar value. That's almost like a nothing, apart from all the exactly. administrative yeah, costs and, and everything, and, yeah, and, and the faffing cost. about, and the potential change of rate of your new mortgage. Yeah, maybe, you know, all of that. Yeah. Like, so the it's current like, economic oh, okay, this yeah. this is how you get bigger, or get smaller. <laughs> people move all the time, don't they? Yeah, 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 they're crazy. Uh, but... I never really understood it until starting to look into it. It's like, surely it's well, I must even if you're moving all the time, it must still be a pretty expensive thing to do. Yeah, but... yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless you're, uh, unless you're renting, in which case it's not so bad. But like, oh yeah, that's easy. But yeah, don't want to have to move too soon. Adulting. Yeah, so that's my kitchen. What about your kitchen, egg? It's not actually kitchen. It's next to the kitchen, it's like oh. the next room over kitchen, adjacent kitchen. <laughs> Basically, we're getting a, a the kitchen and dining room already has like a whatever you call that floor, not linoleum, but that's what it is. Right, it's more than lino. You call it the slightly less posh version. Plastic. Yeah, plastic, basically. It, the kitchen and dining room already has that, and it's on top of the wood, because right. we actually had wood floors. In it was wood. I don't know, I've seen your place since you've like not had the wood exposed. You might have, but just not realised. Yeah, maybe. Because <laughs> it's wood in. textured, obviously. It looks like wood, but it's not wood. When did he last go into Zach's house? Well, he's come to the door at least several times in the last couple of years for oh, golf. Really? Oh, for golf. We haven't golfed in a long time. No, that's why I said the last couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> Within the last couple of years, maybe once or twice. Man keeps threatening to get rid of my clubs unless we golf soon. Boo. Mm. But like, again, again, timing for me yeah. never really works out. Yeah. But we already have that in the kitchen and the dining room, but now we're getting that in the living room. And the first thing I said was, what about if you say you walk into our, into our living room and look at the floor? in the like three foot radius around the fireplace <laughs> and see where there's all these scorch marks <laughs> right <laughs> and i'm like that might be a problem right <laughs> hmm. okay. but apparently it's fireproof so it shouldn't be a problem okay it's what they say why would you want lino in your living room i don't know i mean i guess maintenance of wood floors is a pain in the ass oh, and i yes. don't think that wood floor has in fact been maintained, been maintained for right. many years at this point so it's just like so it's kind of a bit skank right. so what is the plan to put it over yeah just put it on top of the wood right i mean could it could you get like 
like this stuff in my, in in this room where it's like fake wood. Fake wood. Yeah. Well, you could. But you but put I... you put some space carpet down and then put fake wood on top. I don't know if that's better or worse than straight up fake fake wood. I mean, it's you don't have to maintain it. Well, yeah, but you also don't have to maintain the other thing. But it looks nicer than Lino. It looks almost exactly the same as Lino. <laughs> Textured Lino. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, like this. I think there's a there's a feel difference. Yeah, as well. well, I mean, physically, like contact feel. Yeah, look, not really very different at all mm. at this point. Uh, I mean, They're yeah, you're, you're right. You're right. Some Lino is actually very good. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So we're also getting like a new couch. Basically, everything's been taken out of the living room at the moment and is now living in the dining room. So now we've just got a huge pile of fucking boxes and TV stands and <laughs> all that crap. And then we've got to get a couch out of there at some point, which at least is easy for us. <laughs> Unlike Dan. <laughs> it's easy-ish, isn't it? That doorway's not very big. No, but it's also the couch we currently have like disassembles into parts, essentially. So oh, cool. Right. And I don't know what the new couch is going to be like, so that's... But apparently, possibly smaller. Do, win- do windows open wide? Could it go out the window? Mm, no. I was about to say maybe you could just disassemble the windows like we did when we were painting them, but I think that only applies to the back windows. I think the front windows are actually different now because mm-hmm. we had them replaced at some point. Yeah, yeah. We also have um, wood slat blinds instead of curtains or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I have those in my room. Yeah, those are nice. Quite like those. They're kind of nice apart from they actually block quite a lot of light they even do. when they're open <laughs> oh no <Yeah. laughs> it's kind, kind of like that's not as much light as you used to come through i mean you can open them all the way like you know just physically fold them out rather than oh you can yeah, yeah yeah but that that's quite hard to do because they're quite because they're, they're rigid. as big as the window <laughs> yeah frames that move yeah yeah Apparently they were called like they're called plantation shutters, which yeah. is a bit weird. Oh, yes, yeah, <laughs> Why yeah, would yeah. you want to draw attention to them being like yeah. slave plantations? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a bit of that. I mean, I'm speaking about blinds and stuff. Like I always think when people talk about blinds, it's like 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 I, we would like to get blinds in here, but they're quite expensive to put in. Yeah, and it's like I'd quite like um, obviously smart blinds, <laughs> of course, oh, yeah, which I mean, are even more expensive. I mean, I like, feel like it's not that's the next logical thing after the light bulbs and stuff that I would actually like, but it's way more complicated. Oh, it's, well, it's it's not too bad. They just have to be fit. Like, you have Fitted, to get, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. You can't just buy them and shove them up yourself, really. No. Uh, I wouldn't trust myself. Well, to no, also, they have to be sized to your Rob frame. Rob just can't probably. do the IO in general. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> it's a bad idea of me even trying. Things, will, things will go them? wrong. Like, you put them, plug them into the mains? That's or? the other question, yeah. It's like, how, how would you wire them up and all that stuff? Um I mean, if you're lucky, you just put a solar panel on the like on the other side. <laughs> like that's not going to power these. But, well, maybe if yeah. they've got a big enough battery. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, that'd be good because then on a sunny day, when you actually, I don't know, <laughs> when no, you, you have the blades when... kind of sometimes. Yeah, yeah. depends. You can have it, you you can have it automatically power? do it. Like it's more like when I go to bed or something like that. You know, it's, <laughs> it's like I just want to. I just, <laughs> like just want to not have to do a recce of the house. Where, like when I'm going it's to bed or so or, much inconvenience. Well, because well, as Gnome yeah, but pointed not? out before she left today, it's like, hey, remember to check all the windows before you go out because we forget. Like we do. Like we leave a window somewhere, or we don't know that the other half has left a window open when they've been here, and it's like you don't think of it, and it's like really not that much effort. I mean, it is like, for, like you say that it's not a lot of effort, but we forget we do. Like, like <laughs> that's a different problem. That's not an amount of it. It's not a 
being bothered problem. It's a oh no no. It's just like, I, I, I legitimately don't remember to do that. So it's like I, like me being asked or not makes absolutely no, no blind bit. Of what difference. you actually need is to already use the technology you already have for detecting when you're leaving the house to just pop up, make your wrist vibrate, and pop up a thing that says, "Did you remember to check all the doors?" And then you'll go back and do it. So the problem with that is, is that that oh shit, sorry. <laughs> Press the wrong button. So the problem with that is, is that for, that notification can't because GPS isn't that precise or no. precise enough that that notification can't fire until I'm quite some distance away well, from the house. You probably get to your car or whatever, and then it it's, it's a bit further than that. Um, unless I parked miles away, Just stick a but, yeah. big old piece of paper on the inside of your door that has a checklist. That's Check windows. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, nah, man, honestly, we're technology because it's cooler. Yeah, it's cooler. Um, uh, yeah, so I'm inordinately uh, excited for Prime Day, <laughs> which is Monday, which is purely for home automation. Well, well yeah, I want to check out Smart Home, like mm-hmm. Smart Home Kit, and, okay. and because it tends to go on fairly decent deals. Mm. Get those window sensors, <laughs> <laughs> and one for the fridge, so no one doesn't leave the fridge door open. Again, like how is that even happening? Because your because, fridge because sucks. Because no- well, it doesn't have a beeper in it. And also, the door doesn't really close that well. I mean, as soon as it's got any load in it, it like affects the hinge too much, and it doesn't actually... Well, no, as if there's a, like too many large drink Well, yes. Yeah. Also, you put too drink. much stuff in your fridge in weird places. But the drink holder's there to hold drinks. Except it doesn't hold the kinds of drinks that you keep trying to put there. <laughs> but we have, like, often we have no choices. Like, this is where they go. This is where they have to be. Uh, but more to the point, actually, would no gnome's just kind of rubbish at showing it. So, <laughs> so like having a sensor that would be like the fridge is open would actually be kind of useful. Mm. <laughs> Indeed. And you know, I like to be able to ask the question when we're sleeping or something, or make it part of the the, the go to bed routine we've got set up. So just be just have it sort of now you can do this with Alexa that you can have it talk back to you with specific things. It's like it wouldn't be too tricky to, apparently, to you know, using a, a smart things hub to rig up a routine that would check the status of all your sensors and have Alexa read you back. Um, oh, hey, stuff's open. Like, Saving oh, you, you've several left, you've, seconds of effort. You've left some window. <laughs> Don't we forget? Like that's not. It's not the. Yeah, it's not the you, amount of time no, that's the issue. It's the forgetfulness. Now you're, now you're remembering, having to remember to ask the question. So you're still adding no, no, another no, no, step. No, no, no. But can we're, be not, forgotten. we're not. We're not asking a question. We're say, we, we we have a good night routine that is basically just say you just say good night and that turns the lights off at the moment. But I could I could like piggyback on the back of that to have it do <laughs> do do all this other stuff and optionally then go go. Hang on a minute. You've, you've forgotten some stuff. And I'm sure you'll enjoy that when it forces you to get back up and close doors all the time. I'd rather do that than... You'd rather do that than, than shut d- them than... before you go to bed. Well, I don't <laughs> I don't have a choice in that. What you're suggesting doesn't solve the problem of me forgetting. Like, you can't... It should do if you just make it a routine, an actual routine. That's the whole point of this, right? If you actually had a routine that did involve checking everything every time, it would become a routine and then that would solve the problem. Me and routines don't no don't, don't say. <laughs> I guess that is like this. This would yeah. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> after so many years of being here, it's like we haven't got this down yet. <laughs> it's never going to happen. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 also just us. <laughs> yeah, that's the cool way. It's just us. I can solve it yeah. by some other means. This is this is this is a way. 
That's my that's my house bitching, and that's the, the house bitching. The 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 Norman I are idiots. So, <laughs> so you got the house bitching at the end there, listeners. Yeah, uh, is, is that a podcast? We're, we're, we're still we're still under. Yeah. We're still under. <laughs> what the heck is going but on? I think that's probably enough. <laughs> okay, cool. We better go play some games. Yeah, yeah thanks for joining so. us. Let's listeners. go watch the Matrix. Yeah, yeah. we're gonna <laughs> possibly go watch the Matrix because it's fucking awesome. <laughs> it's twenty years since the Matrix. Yeah. And uh, we'll catch you in a couple of weeks for another one, possibly in the right order. (laughs) Possibly. (laughs) Bye. Unorthodox.